You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, as always. And joining me, also as always, is none other than Zach, the bread collector, Batista. Zach, how you doing, my man? I'm running off of two hours of sleep adrenaline, but goddamn, do I feel good right now. All right, all right. We're both running on high energy today, clearly, <laughs> as you can tell from my from my voice. So how was your day? Besides running on two hours of sleep. I uh, had a dentist appointment that didn't suck. Work was okay. That's, that's impossible. I mean, getting my teeth, the plaque out of my teeth didn't wasn't great, but I know I, I flossed decent enough, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, I hate the dentist. Really? Hate it. I don't mind. Bad it. memory. On the the most recent episode of Happy Hour, you can you can hear me you can hear me say the words quote I'd rather fight an eight foot tall tarantula than go to the dentist unquote. <laughs> Wow, uh, there's some context that is needed for that, but I just don't like the dentist, man. I just don't like it. I hate the, I hate all the noises. I hate the the, the, the mechanical sounds in my mouth. I hate the feeling of them on my teeth. I hate the scraping noises. Damn. I hate somebody just like doing whatever they feel like inside of my mouth while they try to talk to me, like I can respond. I had that today with my dentist, but she was nice enough to. Like, I started. How's talking, your day stop. going? And I'm like, ah, oh, ah, ah. Yeah, that's like, usually yeah. yeah it's that's peak where I'm just like, ah, like you know, like I, the the one word answers because yeah, the fuck else am I gonna do unless you want to stop putting the scalpel in my mouth? Exactly, like, uh, like, you, like we can't have a conversation if you're gonna be playing around in the part that converses. Hopefully, uh, it doesn't make any sense. You get blessed with the cool dentist that is actually stops so that you can respond as opposed to. You know, just not letting that happen. For some reason, when you said the cool dentist, I pictured like a dentist like running in and being like, like grabbing like a chair and turning it around backwards and sitting on it and being like, hey, kiddo, ready to get your teeth cleaned? Oh my god. How do you do, fellow kids? How do you do, fellow kids on skateboard? God. <laughs> the dentist comes in doing a kickflip and he's like, you ready to get your teeth cleaned? Because getting your teeth cleaned is radical. Totally tubular, brah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have we have some wrestling matches. We do. Can't stop laughing at Rad Dentist. <laughs> oh my god! Doctor Rad Dentist, DMD. Oh Rad. my god! <laughs> no. <laughs> Doctor oh. Rad, Doctor Rad Dentist, R A D. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Anyway. Stupid tangents out of the way. 
we have some wrestling matches we brought you from the independent wrestling scene. Yep. Uh, I think we got some pretty good ones this week. Zach, uh, I believe we gave a little preview last week, but for those whose episode this may be the first, that was a sentence. Uh, what did you bring to the table? I brought this week Red Scorpion versus Bambi Killer at VWT in a <laughs> title versus that. title match. <laughs> I forgot you had a match with somebody named Bambi Killer. <laughs> yep. And then the Insidious One versus Phoebe at Rise Wrestling. Nice. I brought to the table Alex Zane taking on Lanch Archer from Warrior Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Kellyanne versus Jessica Troy from Melbourne City Wrestling MCW. We're going back to back to the Aussie wrestling today. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Love me some good Aussie Aussie people throwing down uh, and doing each other a good punch. Punch. <laughs> so Zach, who started off last week? Uh, uh, hold on. I'm doing I'm doing the math in my head. I had the ah. Uh, no, wait. All the equa- all the equations are flying by. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I recall correctly, I actually started last week. All right, then I'll kick us off with Alex Zane taking on Lance Archer from Warrior Wrestling. Nice. Uh, this match is solid. I like this one a lot. It's just like, you know, it's it's exactly what you expect. It's Archer throwing Zane around and being like, I am strong, and Zane being like, I am fast. Ka-chow, right? I am like, speed. I am, I, I am, a, they call me the Baja Flash. Oh, that that's a great nickname. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Alex Zane taking on Lance Archer. This match is solid. Uh, ba- right to start off, these two go right after each other. Uh, Zane, uh, they, they, it's kind of Archer just overpowering Zane a little bit and mm-hmm. trying to like throw him around, but Zane keeps like getting out of it and slipping out of it and reversing stuff because he's speedy. Yeah. But at one point, Zane is able to like uh, get Archer out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two like fight out of the ring, and Zane slides himself back in and hits an over the top rope flipping senton onto Archer. Nice, which was dope to start the match off. Uh, then he throws Archer back in, uh, picks him up, goes to he like hits him with a couple of elbows. He goes to run the ropes, but then as he does, Archer like kicks into action and springs into the other ropes. Ooh. And when Zane gets back to where Archer was supposed to be. Archer isn't there, and Zane turns to his left, and there's Archer, ready with a pounce. <laughs> Send Zane flying. Nice. Uh, then for a while, it's just it's Archer absolutely beating Zane down after this, just overpowering him, throwing him like throwing him around the ring, hitting him with backbreakers, chops, kicks, just like destroying him in every which way. Right? A he slaughter. just like. Exactly, it's a slaughter. He, he he's trying to murder him. You uh-huh. know. Murder house. That's what uh, he does. Murder hawk monster. Oh my god, I must have butchered that. The the murder the murder house man. The murder. <laughs> anyway, uh, Archer like beating down on Zane, really just laying shots into him. Like he he gets up on top of him and he just like starts just raining fists down. <laughs> the, the announcers are like, "You you don't even." The answer's like, "Yeah, if you're sometimes if you're Lance Archer, you don't even need a finisher. You can just do this." <laughs> <laughs> just beat people up, like. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's beaten guys literally by slamming their head into the canvas several times. So I mean, that's true. That that was that was one of my favorite ways of Lance Archer matches ended. Just by him just brutalizing somebody. It is a very anyway, menacing finish. Indeed. 
Uh, anyway, uh, Archer goes to pick Zane up, and he uh, runs and he goes to rush at him uh, for like some sort of clothesline. Uh, but the point is, Zane nails him with a jumping knee strike to get him off balance, mm-hmm. uh, and these two get into a striking contest, which Zane is not backing down from, no matter how hard Archer is hitting him. Respect. Like, there's one point where they're just trading sh- where. Zane hits Archer with like ten shots in a row really fast and Archer's just like standing there like, Yeah, bring it. I mean, go on. And Zane's like bah, 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 bah. and Archer's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Deep. Like, well, it was yeah, cute. Like, <laughs> and then he just like and then he just rocks him with one big elbow. Zane like recoils and then comes back and just stares Archer right in the face. Uh, which was right. awesome. And then he's able to, uh, he looks Archer right in the face, and then he starts, he lands a bunch of elbow strikes, takes Archer into the ropes, and uh, he, like, springboards over the ropes, so he's on the apron now. Okay. And while he's on the apron, he, like, gets, he, like, ducks down and kicks Archer's legs out and knocks him onto his hands and knees. And then he hits a springboard, he hits, like, a, like, a springboard mete- meteora. Oh. To Archer's back, which, like, sends him falling onto his back. And while he's down, uh, Zane follows it up with a standing shooting star press. Goes for the pin. Archer kicks out. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, Zane is able to land a... Like, they get back to their feet. Zane is able to land a Pele kick. You know that thing that the Miz does where he jumps into the corner and does that clothesline? Uh, yeah. I know that move. Uh, he goes to do that. Okay. Uh... Onto Archer, and mm-hmm. Zayn runs at him, jumps into Archer, hits the clothesline, but Archer doesn't move, and he just like wraps his arm around Zayn oh. and slams him down with Ooh. a urinagi. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> just absolutely, just like okay, sure, wham, death, and just plants him. Uh, then he. He fights Zane. He brings Zane into the other corner, puts him up on the cor- put, gets him up there. Uh, Zane is able to fight out of the predicament on the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Archer. Uh, basically, they're like fighting on the top rope, and it looks like Archer's going for like some sort of like big, big move off the top. But uh, Zane is able to fight out and kick Archer down. So Archer is once again on his hands and knees on the ropes, and Zane hits a shooting star meteora off the top rope to Archer's back. Oh, that's um. Oh, is that that's that's not the crunch wrap. That's not the uh. That's not the crunch wrap, is it? No, I forgot. I don't. It was just like a. It looked oh, like a. Oh no, that might actually be the crunch wrap. Is it? That might actually be the crunch wrap. I might be wrong about that. I just know it is the ultimate weapon because it's Mike Bailey's move. Also, it is his move. You you keep talking. I'm gonna look up and see if I'm right about this. Okay, so he hits the shooting star meteor to Archer's back. Uh, he goes to pin Archer. Archer kicks out. And then he once again pushes Alex Zane to the other corner. Okay. Gets him up once again in another predicament. But this time, Archer just, like, picks Zane up on his shoulders and then picks him up over his head. And then Archer jumps off of the sec. I think he was on the second rope, Archer. Mm-hmm. Archer jumps off of the second rope and just throws Zane while he's in the air. And and oh. just, like, hucks him. Well, shit. 
doesn't like do anything fancy. He just picks Zane up and throws him the while classic. he's in the air. Just Zane just. Who, who needs flips and shit when you can just throw a guy in midair while in the middle of the air? Again, if you're Archer, sometimes you could just do that, right? If you're a big guy like Lance Archer, you could just beat people up that way. Uh, after that, Archer hits a... Archer hits a choke... After that, uh, Archer picks Zane up, hits Zane with a choke slam. Okay. Then picks him up again, gets him into a power bomb, hits him with a buckle bomb, throws Zane into the corner. Zane, like, recoils into Archer. Archer hits his finisher on Zane, pins him, one, two, Archer picks Zane up off of the bat. Oh, and then grabs him by the face and locks in the everybody dies claw and just shoves his head back into the mat and Ooh. just basically like squeezes his head until Zane passes out and then the ref counts the one, two, three, and Archer wins. Well shit. Damn, I mean end, yeah, that's that's a way to fuck. Die. Everybody does die. <laughs> Yeah, Ar- this was a brutal ending by Archer, and I loved it for Archer, because it worked so well for him. The way he literally hit his finishing move and was about to get the win, and then he goes, no, no, no. I want to make this man pass out by squeezing his head very hard. <laughs> he does it with one hand, too. He doesn't, like, do this. He, like, just <laughs> fucking grabs him like a bat, like he's palming a basketball and just squeezes him. God. <laughs> terrifying. It really is. By the way, that was his finisher. It's the crunch. The crunch wrap. Nice. The other one's the taco driver. I could never forget the fucking Taco Bell theme. <laughs> oh right. Zane. There is one funny moment. Uh, remember that where I said he goes to charge at him, and then uh, Zane is able to hit the um, the jumping knee strike. Yeah. While while he, uh, Archer is waiting for Zane to get up, Archer's like in the corner, like ready to charge, and he's like, "Come on." Come on, you stupid Taco Bell kid. Get up. He's like... <laughs> he's like yelling at him, making fun of his Taco Bell. He's like making fun of his Taco Bell shtick. I respect Zane even more, and I love Archer just a bit more, just for the fact that that, that was his fucking... That was how he insulted him, Taco Bell kid. I forgot what he... He said something along those lines. It might not have been exactly that, but he said something along those lines. And it was very funny. Anyway, that was the only other thing I had to point out. Otherwise, uh, this match, I think it's a high map for me. It was solid. Uh, Zane got to get his stuff in, you know, do his high-flying moves. And Archer just got to show how much of a fucking beast he is, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think it worked out. But I think this was a match where both of them were able to shine. Uh, Zane, Zane didn't look weak in losing because Archer is a monster. Yes. Um, Yes, and Zane still looked really good throughout this match. Like he hit, like you said, he hit the Crunchwrap Supreme. Uh, he hit the Crunchwrap, uh, but you know Archer was able to kick out and continue the match. But still, very good showing for both these guys. So I'm going to give it a high meh for me. Fair enough. All right. So what is your first match of the week, Zach? We're going to do Insidious One and Phoebe. Ooh boy. Uh, quick note. I'm going to be from which saying, promotion? Uh, this is Rise Wrestling. Thank you. For the sake of this, I'm going to be calling Insidious One Insidious like the movie because if I had to say Insidious One throughout this entire thing, I might I might go a little bit crazy with how often I have to say that word. Deal. The uh, TLDW this, it's a short but fun match. Honestly, like the, it's not okay. long at all. The main focus you're going to want to watch here for this match is the character work of the two of them because they're pretty. It's pretty hilarious how different they are. 
Mm-hmm. So you've got on one end, you've got Phoebe, right? She's wearing this purple-green psychedelic patterned outfit. She's hula-hooping mm-hmm. in the ring. She's waving to the crowd. And, oh, yeah? And then you have the insidious one. She's just like, oh, yeah, let's let's go. Pretty like, much, yeah. Like She's having, she's there to have a good time. And then you have the insidious one who's just sitting there in the corner, a mask covering most of her face but her eyes, full black and red, like black paint covering her hand and like like a handprint on her arm and on all fours just staring at her and I'm just like quite the shell shock yeah very big difference of styles between them like this match literally starts off with with Insidious crawling towards Phoebe who like honestly a little impressed here she puts her she like puts her dukes up right she's like alright let's fucking go and she just keeps hula hooping while she's got her hands up which Mm -hmm. honestly I was like damn not even I'm actually kind of impressed with that until eventually you see it gets close up that she's like, okay, hold on. She like just tosses the hula hoop out of the ring. Sad about that. But we'll get it back later. Yeah. So she gets in a defensive stance, but it's pretty obvious that Insidious has kind of out crazied her. So her <laughs> she's kind of like thrown off a bit, which gives Insidious she's the opportunity to just... Yeah, she out crazied the girl hula hooping and dancing. So it's, I mean, it's not very difficult. Fair. So from the floor, Insidious gets an op- uh, uses this to drop toehold her, tying her legs up, and then basically getting her in a one arm choke, and then yanking her head back and her legs like back to like together basically for like a brief moment. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, Phoebe is able to quickly get out of it and get some distance between them. She then okay. starts to, as the commentators quote it, because I'm never going to be able to say this word as much as did gyrating, and I will call it vibing across the ring at Insidious. <laughs> Like she's just determined. She's like, "You're not gonna fucking get me down. I'm a. I'm just gonna dance on the other side of the ring." So they're just gonna hula hoop. Yep, and Sidious is just like, "The fuck?" Okay. <laughs> so the two of them square up, and Phoebe quickly locks in a waist lock. And of course, being as groovy as she is, she starts to gyrate and like kind of like just wiggle her hips behind Insidious, which makes Insidious very uncomfortable based on how her eyes kind of just widened at how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure no one expects this to happen when they go into a wrestling match. But anywho. So she counters it with a waist lock throw, right? And she thinks to herself, ha I've countered this. But then Phoebe, unfortunately for her, just gyrates against this hold. This time trying to get out. And disgusted by this, the city shoves her away from her. They then go back and forth trading wrist locks, which ends up with Phoebe gaining the upper hand and working Insidious's shoulder over. To get out of this, okay. Insidious has to arm drag Phoebe into a corner. She then charges her in said corner, but Phoebe jumps over her, then charges at Insidious, who throws her out onto the apron. Very nice. On the apron, Phoebe is able to slam Insidious face-first into the turnbuckle several times. With her stunned now, she grabs her by the head, and still on the apron, just dances her way to the other corner with her still holding her by her hair. And Always gets dancing. To, gets to the other corner, slams her face into that, gets onto the top rope, and then jumps off and arm drags her into the ring. ABD always be dancing. One of my favorite spots, just for the fact that she's just like, yeah, let me vibe. Is like to her points, like, ow, ow, she's just getting dragged across the ring. <laughs> Not feeling That's herself, awesome. Phoebe charges Insidious, only to get dropped toe hold into the middle rope, which Insidious then uses to choke her. Then we get to one of the, my second favorite spots of this, which is she goes outside of the ring because she spots something. That is Phoebe's hula hoop. She gets oh, back gosh. in the ring. And she this is not going to go well. <laughs> grab, puts the hula hoop. She wraps it around Phoebe's neck. She puts her foot under the back, like in between her shoulder blades, and she just chokes her with this hula hoop. 
Yikes. And the ref eventually is like, one, two. In my head, I'm like, why have you not disqualified her for using this? But okay. It's beyond me. <laughs> eventually, she lets go, and the ref's like, all right, let me take this. And he takes the hula hoop, and he puts it in the corner. That'll be relevant later. <laughs> so okay. following this up, Insidious just mercilessly targets the left arm of Phoebe. Despite her best efforts to stop this momentum, she just can't really get anything going. Mm-hmm. Though eventually, she does fight back with a series of forearms, which knocks Insidious into the corner with the hula hoop. But shortly after this, Insidious is able to turn things around by forming Phoebe in the corner instead. Seeing the hula hoop, because the ref didn't do a very good job of putting it out of arm's reach, she grabs it again and puts it around Phoebe's hips. Except in a shocking turn of events, though I shouldn't be really in hindsight with how much Phoebe was dancing, she's able to grab this hula hoop and basically use it to hip toss Insidious across the ring before hula hooping as she's hulking up. <laughs> I That's love awesome. this. I don't know where... I, I love the idea she's just like, yeah, that's right. When I hulk up, I'm just hula hooping. So Insidious charges at her while... And it, while it looks like Phoebe caught her, like she jumps up and she like catches her in a powerbomb position, Insidious actually is able to turn into a Hurricane Rana, sending Phoebe into the corner. Insidious then okay. goes to the top okay. rope, but Phoebe cuts her off quickly and hangs her in a tree of woe. Now, it's funny how you talked about Mrs. Clothesline, because she does something similar to this. Mm-hmm. Except instead of where Miz lands on the middle rope, she does this clothesline and lands on the bottom rope and basically just close running clotheslines the chest of Insidious, which knocks her out of the Tree of Woe. Okay. This is actually my favorite looking spot of this match just because of the fact it's just unique. Unique enough. That like, it's got dope. a nice spin on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't get her the win, unfortunately, for her. And when it doesn't, she hits Insidious with a Bronco Buster, then a Fisherman Suplex, and finally a Rolling Face Buster. But again, it doesn't get her the win. So she picks Insidious up, and getting her second win, Insidious is determined to fight back against Phoebe with a forearm to the face. They go back and forth, forearm shots, you know, the whole nine yards, for just a mm-hmm. little bit of time. Until Phoebe hits Insidious with consecutive forearms, Irish whips her, and then power bombs her for the win. Oh, damn. Yeah. Big ending. Yeah, Phoebe got some momentum, and she just literally could not be stopped here. Nice. The match itself was good the wrestling was fine and there were definitely some not the best like not the cleanest looking spots here but granted the episode's name is new talents new town so if these are two are new ish then i'm not gonna penalize them for that mm-hmm. but on the br- on the uh let's talk about the pro of this match the character work it's phoebe is very entertaining when you have the insidious one in the corner just the edge lord of the ring while she's just dancing for the crowd <laughs> and it just it, it's a good um the two play off of each other very well and enhances mm-hmm. the other one, which I like. I'm, I'm always a, cla- I'm a fan of the classic uh, super big differences between wrestlers. A good contrast. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Got so this it. match for me, it gets a meh. It's like spicy and sweet. Exactly. Or uh, sweet and salty or some stuff like that, you know? Yeah, like hot and cold. Hot and cold. Yeah. I so, always need a little bit of each. Mm-hmm. So this match gets a meh. It's like, it's very short. It's like seven minutes long, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, it's good. It's fine. I enjoyed myself. <sighs> Again, as I said many times, it's all I can ask for in a wrestling match is that I enjoy myself at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, Mikey. Yeah. It's your next match. My next match is Kellyanne taking on Jessica Troy from Melbourne City Wrestling. MCW. We're going full Aussie with you now. You've been completely converted by them. Full Aussie, yes. I even say I even say Melbourne the way they say it. Melbourne, it's Melbourne. 
Melbourne. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I heard somebody say it on like a stream that it's Melbourne and not Melbourne, not Melbourne. I did not. It's supposed huh. to be. I think Australians pronounce it Melbourne. Fair enough. Anyway, not to speak for all Australians, obviously, because I don't know. <laughs> I have a kid from New Jersey. We do not. The closest thing that we have to Australia is we have a bunch of bugs. That's all we got. My my friend thought you were gonna say Outback. Oh my god, that would have been so much better. I would be crucified by Australians for even associating that place with Australia. Oh my god! I love anyway. saying Bloomin' Onion Burger just because it's just fun to say. Bloomin' Onion Burger. Bloomin' Onion. Oh, like crikey! Oh god! <laughs> We're gonna get a Bloomin' Onion Burger. Yeah, ship on the body. Um, just like that, any people we had from Australia are I'm just so sorry. Gone. I'm so sorry. Any Australians, gone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We, are, we, apo- we wholeheartedly apologize for any stupid accents we may do while we talk about Australia. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. This is, a, this is a great match. Oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> this, this match is awesome. Uh, it starts off with, uh, with some... Uh, some solid chain wrestling. Mm-hmm. Obviously, these two just—it's a lot of—it's a lot of Kellyanne trying to lock in stuff on Troy, mm-hmm. but Troy keeps reversing it. Okay, and then same thing. It's like they just keep reverse. It's like one of those lucha—you know, like those lucha sequences I always talk about, where it's like they keep reversing each other for like a little bit, and then like none of them hit a move, and those are like ten, like ten, fifteen second sequences. Damn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the big like it's a back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this was happening for like the first like full like two three minutes of the match. Damn. Like these two were just like trying to hit each other with anything, but e- but both of them just kept reversing each other's moves. It was crazy. <laughs> that sounds wild, honestly. Yeah. There's one point where um the the stalemate finally breaks. Where uh, Kellyanne goes for a an arm drag, mm-hmm. but Troy is able to block it and go to lock in her armbar, which is her finisher, as okay. we know. Um, she goes to lock in her armbar, but Kellyanne immediately like scrambles to the ropes and is like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go back to countering each other for a bit uh, until they fight towards the outside, uh, and. Troy is able to land a DDT on Kellyanne on the floor. Ooh. Um, and then while Troy show like she throws she Troy uh, throws Kellyanne in the ring, and then Troy gets up on the apron and she shows off to the crowd a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Yeah, you know," and like the crowd cheers for her. While the crowd is cheering for her, Kellyanne just like gets to her feet, grabs oh, no. Jessica Troy by the waist, and just. Pulls her through the middle, oh my. the middle and the top rope. That's some fucking and like Jason into, shit. What yeah, just like pulls her into the ring and hits her with a German. Oh, <laughs> it's like oh my god, Jesus Christ! She was, was like, like ah. you said, it was just some horror movie shit. It's like where like their hand like bursts through the door and mm-hmm. like pulls them through the door with them. Just like oh my god, you're dead. You're just dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when Kellyanne is able to get the upper hand, uh, because she she brings Troy back in, hits the uh, it wasn't sorry it wasn't a German it was a Snapdragon suplex she hits she hits a Snapdragon suplex and then brings and then like brings Troy over to the corner, mm-hmm. and she gets up on the uh, Kellyanne gets up on the top rope, 
puts Troy in a headlock, and then lifts her off the ground while she's in the sleeper. Oh, God. And just hangs her there for a bit, and the ref, you know, does like the one, two, and then she drops her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, she drops Troy. Troy, like, rolls to the middle of the ring. She goes to stand up, but while, but while she's going to stand up, she's on her hands and knees, and Kellyanne just runs up and just, like, just, like, she does this, like, running knee strike, but just straight to, um, Jessica Troy's gut. Ooh. And just takes her down. Um, keeps beat, she just, she beats down on Troy for a while after that. Uh, nothing really flashy, just, like, classic beatdown, you know, getting, getting on top, throwing punches, get, throwing kicks, you know, stuff like that. Choking her on the ropes, you know, heel stuff. Uh, does a little bit of that. Then she goes for the hanging headlock again. Okay. Um, she gets, she gets, she like goes to lock it in, but this time Troy is able to slip out and grab Kellyanne's arm and just arm drag her off the top rope. Ooh. She just like throws her off the top rope. Um, then Kellyanne like comes back after that. And they fight. They fight each other to the corner again, where they both end up on the top rope. Uh, Kellyanne is able to get Troy up on her shoulders, but Jessica Troy fights out of it, and the two like are standing on either side of the turnbuckle on like the second rope, mm-hmm. and they're just like throwing elbows back and forth while oh. standing on that second rope, and they're really fighting each other up there. Uh, eventually, uh, Kellyanne shoves. Like they they get back into they get back towards the top. Kellyanne shoves Troy off the top. Troy like back rolls, stands up on her feet, runs back at the turnbuckle, jumps up to the top, grabs Kellyanne and hits a superplex. Damn, dude, <laughs> it's crazy. They're both down, so the two uh start fighting back up to their feet. You know, like when they're both down, but they're on their then then they throw a punch, yeah. throw a punch, and as they're standing up, they keep throwing more punches back and forth. Yep. Uh. They throw shots back and forth until Troy hits a big pump kick. Troy hits a big pump kick, uh, knocks Kellyanne for a loop. Then Troy goes for like a clothesline. Kellyanne ducks it, hit jump, not, uh, goes off the ropes herself, and then she hits what she calls the Kelbo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is a discus like elbow strike. Mm-hmm. Uh. And she absolutely nails it. Like she dodges, she dodges whatever second move uh, Troy was going for, and just out of nowhere nails the elbow on Jessica Troy. I love this name. The more you say it, yeah, goes for the pin. Troy kicks out. Uh, Troy is able to kick out. Uh, then uh, there's one point where Kelly Ann goes for like a body splash. Mm-hmm. Like in the while she's like Troy's in the corner, like one of those like running like full body splashes. Yeah. Uh, and Troy ducks out of the way, and Troy does her, you know, you know her, you know her uh, signature kind of sequence where she somebody's in the corner and she hits the elbows, and then she hits the double knee. She like hits the elbows, runs, hits another elbow, mm-hmm. then while they're down, she'll the double knee to the back of their head. Yep, yep, yep. And then she finally hits the uh, a big face wash. Then. Troy goes for a double knee strike, like, uh, or Troy goes for, like, her, um, not the double knee, her running knee strike, her last shot, as, her, like, last shot as finisher, which I can't remember the name of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Kellyanne like ducks under like ducks her head and Troy misses but then Troy just like does it again and then hits it this time I do it again that's it like that's literally what happened like she misses Kellyanne dodges doesn't do anything about the fact that she dodged it (laughs) and then Troy just does it again and nails her and is like yep you got it that time yeah yep you you, you boomed her (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Hey. Um. Right. It's not called the last shot anymore. Anyway. It's not. Um. Then after after that, uh, she goes for the pin. K. Uh, Kellyanne kicks out, but uh, Troy's able to lock in the armbar. Mm-hmm. And ev and Kellyanne keeps fighting out of the armbar, but every time she fights out of the armbar. Jessica Troy just finds a way to get her back into it. And oh, Kellyanne just God. cannot seem to escape it. Until finally. Oh. Um Kellyanne is able to get Troy on like her back. Mm-hmm. And she picks and she she goes to like pick her up and like she she goes to pick her. She like stands up out of it finally, picks Troy up on her shoulders, but then Troy like, spins herself in the way where she's, like, on her back, like a backpack, Mm -hmm. and gets in a sleeper hold. Okay. And, like, locks in this sleeper hold. And then Kellyanne does one of the most batshit things I've ever seen anyone do to get out of this move. Mm Mm-hmm. While Jessica Troy is on her back, Kellyanne runs to the, like, like, backs up into the corner, and then runs to the opposite corner with with Jessica Troy on her back, and just cannonballs into the corner. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, that'll, that'll get her off her back. Cannonballs into the corner while Troy's on her back. Troy's out. Uh, Kellyanne gets up, hits a second cannonball. Ow. Which is her finisher, by the way. Jessica Troy kicks out Damn. of two cannonballs. Then... Troy, like, she goes to pick Troy up to lock in a, a, a move, but Troy goes for the armbar once again. Mm-hmm. But while she's going for the armbar this time, Kellyanne is able to reverse it, catch Troy's arm instead, lock her in for a, pa- a package pile driver, oh. and gets the one, two, three, and Kellyanne wins this match. Jesus Christ, bruh. This match was bonkers. <laughs> These two killed each other, and it was great. It was great. Uh, I'm giving this match a mark out if it wasn't obvious. Uh, I loved it. These two absolutely murdered each other. Aussie wrestling is my new favorite thing, and I'm never turning back. <laughs> That's enough. it. The end. The end. <laughs> Who need? Sorry, Japan. <laughs> Sorry, Japan. <laughs> Mikey's here for Australian wrestling. Give me MCW matches all day. Loving the stuff. Loving the stuff. And this isn't this isn't our only uh, Australian wrestling match I'll be getting to today, which I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. Uh anyway, this match is a mark out. It was awesome. Uh Kellyanne and Jessica Troy absolutely murdered each other. And I loved every second of watching them murder each other. So here I am giving this one a mark out. Uh awesome match. Awesome just awesome story told with like uh Jessica Troy who just will not give in for anything. Until Kellyanne just gave her too much, you know. <laughs> yeah, that 
That it works like that, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, Zach, what is your next match that we're going to talk about? Oh, baby. It's Red Scorpion and Bambi Killers match at <laughs> Bologna Wrest. Oh, hold on. Let me get this correct. Bambi Killer. Yeah, it's a Bologna wrestling team. I was right. Okay. This is an Italian wrestling organization. Okay. I, I had a feeling when I had a feeling. Uh this was an okay match with an ending that I was not a fan of. Are you sure it's not the Bologna Wrestling Club? <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry, the joke had to be made. Ugh. I, I thought about <laughs> it when I read the name and I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm Italian, and that hurt my. That, I will say that hurt my soul to make that. Joke, I'm also but. Italian. I my ancestors are were they're giving me the you, good. You didn't say that. Yeah, mine are cursing me into the next life. Anyway, <laughs> so starting out the gate, these two square up with each other before getting to a collar and a little tie up. Bambi mm-hmm. Killer wins the first one by shoving Scorpion into the corner because he is a much larger man than Scorpion. And Scorpion, who is by the way, I should mention, a luchador. Uh so he shoves Scorpion in the corner, and then he <laughs> he lets him go, and then he, like, claps. Like, it's a very condescending, like, mm. yeah, nice job, nice job, right? Like, yeah, great, awesome. So they, so they go into another Colin Edible tie-up, and Scorpion wins this one. So he shoves Bambi Killer into the corner, like, so that he's facing the turnbuckle. And then he just claps him on the back of his shoulder. Like, he, he pats him on the back of his shoulders and lets him go. So I think to myself, oh, yeah, we're going to get, like, a... These two are going to fucking kill each other, right? So the two Colinello tie up again. This is the third in a row. And while Bambi Killer locks in a good wrist lock, Scorpion gets the upper hand and mm. him into the corner again, which forced him to let Bambi Killer go. After letting go, Scorpion kind of does like the motion, like the the little bit, like you were this close. This close. I was going to, I was about to fuck you up. And Bambi Killer's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So after, uh, so again. God, I sound like a broken record. They lock up again. Bambi Killer gets mm-hmm. a pick on Scorpion's ankle into an ankle lock. Countering this, Scorpion locks Bambi Killer in his own ankle lock. And so Bambi Killer drags his way to the bottom rope to get the rope break. Surprise, surprise! After this, they lock up again. But quickly, okay. Scorpion gets Bambi Killer into a side headlock. Okay. We then get the classic spot where Bambi Killer irish Scorpion off of him. Scorpion tries to rebound. And hit him with a shoulder tackle, but it fails to knock down Bambi Killer, who's then like, "Come on, keep going." So, okay, Scorpion keeps going at it. It doesn't work, and then eventually Bambi Killer's like, "All right, well, you've had enough chances," and he just knocks Scorpion down with his own shoulder tackle, which sends him to the outside. Surprisingly, despite the fact that these two have been very passive aggressively an asshole to each other, okay. after Scorpion takes his time on the outside, Bambi Killer does the condescendingly, you know, sits on the middle rope, right? And opens the ropes for, for Scorpion, right? And I think to myself, mm-hmm. alright, yeah, you're gonna just beat him up when What he gets a wonderful world, sorry. And then, rather than attack him, he actually lets That's Scorpion get into the ring. No problem at all. And I remember, I remember being like... Bold move. <laughs> wow. You two are just... Okay. Fair enough. I've, <laughs> no one does that. Not that doesn't happen very often. They then shake hands before getting back to wrestling each other. With Bambi quickly locking in a side headlock while Scorpion then Irish whips him off of him, and Bambi Killer quickly shoulder tackles him to the ground. Trying to cut this mm-hmm. off, Scorpion tries to arm drag him, and when that doesn't work, he then drop kicks Bambi Killer in the face. Like, Bambi Killer catches him, so he's like, shit, and he just like, fl- like flings himself out of him and kicks him in the face. Okay. This causes Bambi Killer to retreat to the outside, 
where he sits down with the crowd to recover because the crowd is very much like there is a very outspoken Bambi killer group and there's a very outspoken Scorpion group. So it's not really like a, a heel in this match at all. Like it never gets established. They're just two champions as far as I know. Mm-hmm. This, so eventually after Bambi takes a, a, like as long as he can on the outside, Scorpion then does the same thing that he did. He opens the ropes, Bambi killer walks to the ring, Rolls reverse. Mm-hmm. Scorpion lets him into the ring. No problem at all. They shake hands in the ring. As you can tell, I'm so riveted by all the uh, all the collar nevels and shaking hands in the ring. Oh, I can, yeah, I can tell. So, except now, there was actually an uh, entertaining spot here where as they're shaking their hands after they finish, Bambi Killer tries to sucker punch Scorpion in the face. Scorpion ducks it and then forces Bambi Killer into the corner with a series of strikes. I remember thinking Damn. to myself, oh, fuck yes, okay, finally. Finally, the uh, the building blocks of this match have been set. So using his raw strength, <laughs> Bambi Killer... Talks, Finally, no more lockups. No more lockups and shaking hands and opening ropes for each other. <laughs> using his raw strength, Bambi Killer tosses Scorpion off of him into the other corner. Scorpion then kicks him away from him as he approaches him in the corner and tries to go off the top rope. But just as he gets to the top, Bambi Killer takes out his, uh, his calf and knocks him down and crotches him on the top rope. Mm-hmm. And then gets Scorpion in a tree of woes. A lot of tree of woes in my matches this week. I don't understand why. For a bit, before getting him out of the corner and then beating him down some more. And at one point, he drags Scorpion on, like, as Scorpion's laying on the ground, right? He drags him out so that he's hanging, like, on, like chest first over the apron, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of picks him up and just keeps slamming him into the apron before using the apron cover to choke him. Which, mm-hmm. I actually, that was quite good. That's awesome. So this gives Scorpion enough time to recover, though, because eventually the ref's like, dude, fuck off, stop doing that. <laughs> That's fair. And eventually, and this gives Scorpion time in the ring to recover, and as a result, he, able, he counters an Irish whip from Bambi Killer into a sunset flip. Though, Bambi Killer blocks him, and then he tries to, like, he, like, like, he can't, like, flip him over, right? So he's just staring at him. And he tries to punch Scorpion, but he, Scorpion dodges the punch. So he ends up punching the, the, uh, the mat instead. And then Scorpion, seeing this, chops him into the corner. He then running back elbows him in the corner before snap-marrying him out and drop-kicking him in the back of his head. While he does get some offense in after this, Bambi Killer quickly fights back and scoop slams him and then locks him in with a deep camel clutch. Scorpion is able to escape though with a jawbreaker and then he falls back into the corner. In the corner, Bambi Killer charges at him but Scorpion kicks him in the face and uses the corner to jump backwards and back elbow him from the second rope, which leaves nice. them both knocked down. However, even though they both get up at the same time, Scorpion quickly gets the upper hand with consecutive strikes, which allows him to run the ropes and hit a shoulder tackle, a drop kick, and then a scoop slam. Okay. Scorpion then pulls down his shoulder straps and hits Bambi with a Bambi killer with a running flip. It was kind of... I, 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 that might have been a signature. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get him the win, though. So he goes to the top rope, and it's a huge crossbody from the top rope. Beautiful. And then after Bambi Killer kicks out of that, a bunch of goons come into the ring out of nowhere and just mug Scorpion in the middle of the ring, completely ignoring Bambi Killer, who can't get up right now. And that's how the match ends. <laughs> Bummer. As you can tell, I already wasn't very much into this match, to be honest. And to get mm-hmm. a no-contest finish at the end just felt like the just such an unsatisfying blow to this match. Oh, just so, I feel like it's just so deflating. I was just like, there was no face and heel, so I didn't really root for anyone. I was like, the wrestling was fine. There were some spots that obviously like were good, but it was it didn't blow me away. And then I get a bunch of fucking goons and suits beating up one of the dudes 
I don't even know if they're on Bambi Killer's side. They didn't give a fuck about him, and that's how the match ends. And I was just like... <sighs> mm-hmm. Now, all this said, I can't give this match a miss up because it wasn't a bad match. It was fine. It was average for me. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But it, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a low meh, honestly. Because that Ooh. ending just absolutely deflated me. I was Yikes. just like, come on, man. Why? Why have the goons beat up? Wa- like, why? Like, I get not wanting to switch the titles for the two of them, but, like, at the same time, it's like, don't have the match then. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. That, that was my low point this week, unfortunately. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. The The match you and I watched together made up for it in spades, so... It wasn't all bad. Oh yeah, right. We have we still have to go over that fun that fun match. Yeah, I'll let you Ooh, take the reins on this one, Mister Australian Independent Wrestling Master. Oh, listen, don't don't. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but yes, our the match we both took a look at this week was Charlie Evans taking on Kanji in a two out of three falls match. Uh, uh continuing continuing the trilogy. I believe it was uh what. It was what was it? Was it Wrestling Resurgence? Yes, it was Wrestling Resurgence. Zach, you scared the shit out of me. I thought you were gonna tell. I thought you were about to tell me that wasn't the match we watched, and you were like, "Um, was it?" I thought you were gonna be <laughs> oh, like, "No, man. it wasn't," and no, I was like, I can't "What?" Do that to you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, it was at Pro Wrestling. It was at Wrestling Resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was awesome. It's great, just like just like their first one was. What did it, what was, we watched their... No DQ match. No DQ match, yes. And then there's the 2-3 Falls match, and I think there's one more match in the trilogy. Well, shit. I, guess I can't remember I can't, I can't. remember what it is. If it was Hold like on. a Last Woman Standing match or like an Iron Woman match. Oh, that was it. It was an Iron Woman match. Hey! It was, a, it was a, I think, a 30-minute Iron Woman match or oh, a 60-minute Iron Woman match. Oh, my God. Well, I can't wait Let's... to watch that in like a week or two. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and we're definitely gonna watch it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the match. I, I, the way I, it was a, it is a thirty-minute Iron Woman match. Nice. Okay. For some reason, my brain was like, "You need to make sure." Make sure. <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, this is the second out of two ma- out of three matches we watched from these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was absolutely awesome. It starts off right right off the bat with these two going for quick quick pinfalls, which. Makes sense. Quick pinfalls, a lot of exchanging holds, feeling the other mm-hmm. outs. It's only the first fall. Exactly, it's only the first fall. Um, there's the one, there's the one spot I really liked where they were like cha- exchanging pinfalls and whatever. But then there's one point where like Evans is on all fours and Kanji just like hops off of her back and lands a, a leg drop. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a great spot. It was just like because you had like a bunch of holds for the start, and then just Kanji was just like, "All right, well." We're done. Well, time for you to get your fucking neck kicked in. Or <laughs> dropped on, I guess. You're gonna get your fucking neck kicked in. <laughs> great chance. Complicated, the, yeah, the, but the great. Daniel Bry- the Daniel Bryan chant that no American fans can get right. We got it right one time, I think, and it was in Florida. And I, I was very surprised mm. that Florida was actually able to pull that off. <laughs> I was like, well, shit. Damn. Oh, no, it was the Kenny Omega match. Oh yeah, that, makes sense. that match because he asked specifically for fans to chant for that when he yeah. and they did. God yeah, bless your fans. One thing I want to note about the first fall is that early on Evans knew exactly what she wanted to attack in Kanji. Like she mm-hmm. immediately went after the left arm, and for the yep. whole 
three falls, she sticks to it. Went for that arm like it was her day job. It even it even it even cost her a fall. Yes, it does. Going after that arm. So after these two, after that leg drop spot that Mikey just talked about, these two beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Like there's a like case in point. Right after this leg drop, Kanji hangs Evan's arm with the top rope, and then from the apron flips over her and runs the ropes, except Evans then cuts her off by kicking her left arm again. So Kanji just socks her in the face with a forearm, and then Evans throws Kanji onto the apron and hangs her left arm over the top. Like, they they just go at it after this. I like when Kanji uh, socked Evans with a forearm. She would be like, ow. Yep. He's and like, sell oh, the arm. Fuck. She'd be like, oh, fuck, that hurt. Oh, shouldn't have used that arm. <laughs> so then... <laughs> So, then after this, Kanji gets back into the corner, and Evans, who absolutely at this point despises Kanji, and after the shit she just pulled with, like, fucking her up on the apron, looks at Kanji with just rage in her eyes, and mugs her in the corner. Mm-hmm. Over, and over, and over again, the ref tries to stop her, she shoves the ref off of her, ref instantly DQs her. Not even a question. He's like, yeah, no, fuck off. You get a DQ for that. And now, Evans... see, this is how you do a DQ, a DQ finish last match. Yes, this is how... Because right after this, Evans... But it's not actually a finish. It's I guess not. Well, it, 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 it works for <laughs> the match itself, because right after this, Evans, not giving a fuck about this ref's call, immediately continues beating up Kanji in the corner. And uses the DQ to her advantage, because Kanji... Is cannot fight back right now. Mm-hmm. So after this, yeah, it's a, it's not, a, not not It's just, I think it was, I think it was a smart way to get that first fall. I liked it a lot. There's, like I said, DQ finishes are, or if not, I guess finishes are, using a DQ can be a little tricky sometimes. Like when done right, but this was a good job because usually you're yeah. used to like the face winning the first fall, then the heel winning the second fall, or the heel winning the first fall, and the face winning the two last ones back to back. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, just a, it, it's just a, it, it's a nice it's a nice um a nice break from the usual. Mm-hmm. So after this, a lot of Evans just dismantling Kanji's left arm. Mm-hmm. Like there's even yeah. a point where Kanji counters an Irish whip and throws Kev Evans in the corner, but because she has to use her left arm, it's not really the strongest Irish whip. And uh, it's enough though that because of that, Evans gets a chance to move out of the way when she charges her in the corner and then follows it up with a. <laughs> By forearming her in the back of the neck. Which yep. results in the two of them being face-to-face in the apron. Where mm-hmm. they just go... They go ham on strikes. Kanji, though, has to be forced to exclusively use her good arm, her right arm, to attack Evans. While Evans just kind of has free reign. Mm-hmm. Which... which... Which ends up costing... Uh, which ends up costing Kanji a little bit here. Because uh, she ends up getting knocked to the floor by Evans. Yeah, she, uh, she kicks her in the face. And then... Kanji's like, nah, I'm not gonna get, the, I'm not getting fucked over like this though. So when Evans goes to punt kick her, she gets her an electric chair and just face busters her onto the the apron. Yes, which was awesome. Great spot. Mm-hmm. So Kanji and Control, the two are back into the ring where she just beats down Evans while she has the chance to do so because she's just been getting her ass kicked for a lot of this match. Mm, yeah. But then it all goes wrong for her when she goes for a tornado DDT using the ropes. Kevin, oh yeah. Evans not only catches her but she plants her into the mat with a DDT and picks up her own uh, fall for this match. Yeah, hits her with a big DDT and then, like, 
folds her in half with a pin. It was like some alley catch submission shit, the way she pinned her. Mm-hmm. She was, like, bridging. Mm-hmm. She was, like, laying back on her legs, bridging, while uh, Kanji is just, like, in half. Folded like a fucking lawn chair. Yeah. And then that's how Charlie, uh, it is now tied one-to-one. Yep. So, like before, uh, once a... <laughs> Once the next match starts, Evans ruthlessly, atta- uh, ruthlessly attacks Kanji's left arm. Yep, he continues right back on this the until Kanji finally fights back by clinging onto the ropes as Evans is trying to Irish whip her, and then clocking her in the face of the forearm. Mm-hmm. This sets off a chain of events where they each keep cutting each other off by forming the other one in the face, and then hilariously, this ends when Kanji forearms Evans in the face, starts to turn around and run. And then fakes out Evans, who has now at this point started to try to cut her off, and just punches her in the face. Just, like, mm-hmm. baits her. Yeah, I loved it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, Evans is able to briefly stop Kanji by shoving her injured arm and then clubbing her in the chest, like, back and forth. Like, it's like, it's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, kind of, the way she's clubbing her over and over again. <laughs> just, like... Bop, 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 uppercut. bop, bop, bop. Uppercut, 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 just uppercut, uppercut. Chest back, chest back, over and over. <laughs> this doesn't last long, though, because Kanji then runs the ropes and nails Evans with a spear, unfortunately, though, using her left arm. Yeah, but that spear, like, cut Evans in half. Evans died on that spear. Yes, she did. So, they're both knocked at this point, and the first get-up is Kanji, who hits Evans with a barrage of strikes for hitting her with a springboard forearm to the face... Followed by a running clothesline in the corner. Mm-hmm. She then attempts to uh, whip Irish whip Evans, but her left arm gives out on her. So Evans ends up throwing I, her in the corner instead. I, really... I, I think you missed the part where Kanji just hits a six one nine. Ah, that's after <laughs> on this. the turnbuckle on the turnbuckle pole. That's after this. Oh, okay, sorry. You were like following. You were like following my notes beat by beat, and then it says you were like, "Oh, I, I continue." Yeah. Okay. So Kanji's now in the corner. She, the left arm, which by the way, Kanji has sold this left arm fantastic all fucking match. Oh, yeah. So in the corner, Evans goes at her, but she fights her off with a back elbow, and then she not only drop tolls holes her face first into this middle turnbuckle, Kanji then pulls out a fucking 619 and just mm-hmm. kicks Evans in the face as she's still laying on the middle turnbuckle. So it's like it an was inverted 619. Gorgeous. Loved it. Gorgeous. Last thing I was expecting was a fucking 619 in the corner, but hey. Then, then she follows it up with a big missile drop kick. She looked great, in my opinion. Like She got As like always. really low to the ground when she hit it. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't get the job done, though. So Kanji goes back to the top rope and hits what I assume is her signature moonsault, because when she hit it, commentary popped off that she hit this move. Yeah. But, unfortunately, because you have to land on top of your opponent, Kanji lands on her left arm. So yep. she goes to pin, try to pin Evans, and she just can't handle the pain and has to break up her own pin. It hurts too but much. But then she goes for the second. She goes for a pin again. She does. But then Evans is able to kick out of this She's one. Because just she enough time. time. Yeah. So she tries to stay in control by hitting another rope-assisted move, but this time Evans catches her and drops her with a backdrop suplex. Mm-hmm. So Kanji kicks out, and Evans hits an absolutely filthy-sounding kick to her arm before oh, locking yeah. her in a gory special... Before then dropping her face first into the mat with a gory bomb. Yes. And uh, judging by uh, commentary, Evans must use this move quite a bit because when Kanji kicked out of it, they were like, how in the fuck do you even live from that, bro? How do you do? And absolutely flabbergasted by this. Mm -hmm. That Kanji just kicked out of this big combo that she did. Evans 
loses it and just starts to stomp on Kanji's left arm. Before yes, locking she was not in happy. one of the deepest Fujiwara arm bars I've ever fucking seen. She was like on her bad arm. Oh, she was like practically like on top of her by the end of that when she got to the ropes. And I was just like, oh no, my god. Someone help her. And she helped herself, thankfully. Yes. Evans has tried everything at this point. So she go she beats up Kanji's arm some more and then puts her up on the top rope. Despite this, Kanji fights back, gets down below Evans, and power bombs her off the top rope, kicks her in the head. And then nails her with a second, with a assisted springboard stunner for the win. Mm-hmm. Great very, match. Very gorgeous. I really like the selling from these two. Obviously, I talk about Kanji, but Evans did a great job of dying several times in this match. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I also, like I said, I like the storytelling of the match, how they use, like, the DQ of the first fall to explain how Evans could dominate most of the second fall. Mm-hmm. And then leads into the third fall where Kanji is taking enough punishment that she's able to actually get some offense in on Evans and fight back. Yeah, it all tells a story, right? It's all like one long, nice story. That's that's what I like in a good in a match. Like it makes sense. All the decisions make sense. Uh, they all have a reason, right? Like yeah. there's no useless movement. They used pretty much everything they had at their disposal. Exactly. Except obviously, Mikey, this 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 feud is not going to end until they've go out an Iron Woman match with each other. Oh no, and I cannot wait. It's going to be a great match. I give this match a high meh. Yeah, I I, I give this one a mark out. Fair enough. I liked it a lot. It's it's, it's just like I, I found that all of the all of the wrestling we've been watching from Charlie Evans and Jessica Troy has been like nailing exactly what I want out of a wrestling match like every time consistently. Yep. Slobber knockers. Exactly. It's like it's like exactly what I want a wrestling match to be. And it's consistent. It's not just like one time it was good. It's like they're consistently good, and these matches have been awesome every time. Does. So, I'm going to continue giving them markouts until they stop impressing me, which I don't think they will. The day that they stop impressing you will be a tragic day on Independent Waters. It'll be the day the world burns. But today is happen. not that day. No, no it is not, because this match was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is all of our matches out of the way this week. That just leaves us with a... That just leaves us with... The Double Down. The Double Down. This is a segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and bring you matches from each other. Watch matches from each other's perspective. Zach, what match should I give you for the Double Down this week? You gave me Low Key versus Ninja Mac at Loco Wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Zach, what did you give me? I believe that I gave you Marius Al-Ani versus Mike DiVecchio at GF, the GWF. You are correct. Indeed you did. And who started us off on the Double Down last week? I'm going to say that you did. All right. Then why don't you kick us off with Loki versus Ninja Mac from Loco Wrestling. Can do. This is a really good and entertaining match. Like, really fucking good. Like, the first section of this match was... One of the most aggressive technical wrestling sequences I have ever seen. This was like two bulls locking horns with each other and just slamming into everything around them. Mm-hmm. And I really Basically. liked it. And yet despite that, I loved how Mac was able to like use his like Lucha-style wrestling to just have these super extra extravagant ways to escape or dodge Loki's in just in general. Yes. Favorite example of this would probably be uh, <laughs> him flipping and landing onto his feet 
from a handstand into a handstand from like a snapmare. Which was awesome. Or the sequence where he leapfrogged over Loki and then floated backwards onto his hands for kipping up onto his feet to meet Loki face to face in the middle of the ring. It sure does seem like Ninja Mac just doesn't abide by the rules of gravity. Yep. But don't worry, you've got Loki, the fucking hitman, to cut him down to size, and goddamn does he do do that in this match. Yes, he does. So the next part of this match that stood out to me was when Loki launched Mac into the corner and then just casually hopped onto the... (laughs) And then Mac casually just hopped onto the corner and then corkscrew cartwheeled off the top rope, dodged Loki, and then spinning corkscrew splashed him, which is so stupidly impressive. And I, again... I was just like, keep doing more. Do it. I- I'll watch all your matches. Just keep doing this shit. It was gorgeous. Funnily enough, though, pro- after this spot, was probably the spot that will stand out of anyone's mind, which is when Mac does three consecutive uh, backflips on the ring, and on the fourth one where he flips out of the ring, Loki just fucking kicks him in the chest and wipes him out. Mm-hmm. As you said, Mikey, he went through such an extravagant, this, like, super impressive athletic feat, and then Loki's like, you can get the fuck out of the sky now. Yeah. You can you can leave. You can stop doing that. We're now. done with this. Yeah. Loki then dominated Mac after this, and this is when I realized how hard but well done Loki was wrestling in this match. His strikes sounded and looked great, especially his chops, and he really commanded this presence of the ring of like, I'm gonna fuck you up if you fucking take me lightly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really made the crowd favorite Mac feel like an underdog that I wanted to see win this match because goddamn did he struggle against Loki at points of this match. Like, Loki was dressed like Agent 47, but by God, did he wrestle like him. Just <laughs> cold, calculating, and effective. And I love it. And that's he played the why. part. Yeah, he played the part very well. That's probably why he dresses like it a lot. Yeah. So I like how, by the way, how extra Ninja Max comeback was, just because it fit him so well for this match. Like, he kicked Loki from the floor, hit him with, a, like, this awesome-looking atomic drop, which Loki sold really well, and then he spinning roundhouse kicked Loki's back. And in my head, I'm like, you could have just kicked him in the face, back dropped him, and then just <laughs> kicked him again. But, you know, you you added, like, four more moves needed. Of course he did. Nice. Because it's, it's Ninja Mac. And then after this, I, the next thing that stuck out to me was when Loki just casually hit a fucking cartwheel knee to Mac's face. And I went like this. I'm like, you went this whole fucking match being, like, the grounded, strike-oriented guy. And then you fucking whip this shit out. And I'm just like, what the fuck else you got hidden in there? Which he will show, which he showed later in the match. With uh, the finish. Which, of okay. course, is the ending sequence I'm going to talk about now, which was fucking awesome. Mac yeah. dodged Loki's double stomp from the top, which was the the, uh, the warrior's way or the ghetto stomp. Mm-hmm. Nearly knocked Loki's socks off with, like, a European uppercut. Like, I'm pretty sure he spit out when he hit him with this uppercut. Then seemingly <laughs> hit Loki. <laughs> yep, pretty much. With his 630 senton finisher... But Loki got his knees up, which I didn't even notice until they pointed out, and I went back, and I was like, oh, damn, he did. And then Loki <laughs> sent him crashing into the corner with a shotgun dropkick before just... He stuck his feet into Mac's chest, I'm convinced. Like, he just stood there for, like, a good couple seconds, just up straight before he fell off of him. Mm-hmm. And he picks up the win here, which surprised me. I was not expecting him to pick up a win in uh, with Mac being the hometown... I'm gonna call it the hometown era, but it's more like the, like, the re- more, uh... The guy who's at the promotion more than the than Loki, not the outsider. Gotcha. I thought so. like these two did a great job working together, sold each other's offense well. They had good chemistry in the ring, mm-hmm. and even though this match like didn't hit market level for me, it was a great match, and it did it's, it did a damn good job of getting up to there. 
Indeed, it did. Look I really like. I really like this one. Mm -hmm. Look at a high map for me. Nice, nice, not too bad. It was a good. Uh, this episode rounded out good for me because I watched these in the order that I list all them in off all, usually. Solid. Yep. I was just like the ending. I was like, you know what? It's a good week of wrestling matches. <laughs> so all right, all right, Mikey. Tell me what you felt about uh, Ani and Vecchio. Yes, you gave me Marius Alani versus Mike DiVecchio from German Wrestling Federation, GWF. Yep. Uh, this one was solid. It was, it was, it was like, this match reminded me of the first match I watched today, which was Zayn and Lance Archer. Don't know why my brain shut off there for a second. The murder hawk monster just ate through your memory for a second there, <laughs> and you were just like, oh god, if I fuck his name up, he'll kill me. This is yeah. This this basically this match reminded me of the first, of Archer versus Zayn because it was that speed ver it was that agility versus strength again, but also Marius Alani didn't just have speed right. He's also huge yes. as well. Yes, these are but, some big boys. But Vecchio is just huger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he evolved. Like the, he's the evolved version of Ani. <laughs> exactly yeah um this one's solid it's it right off the bat shows you exactly what this match is gonna be where uh DeVecchio try DeVecchio tries to like throw Ali Ani around but he he keeps showing off how fast he is and his agility and keeps getting in like strikes and locking in some holds and just like really avoiding all of DeVecchio's moves and just putting it and just like landing his own because he's just going that quickly that, like, poor Vecchio is, like, a, a final boss who, like, goes for, like, the big hit. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you dodge and you're like, ha, 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 damage phase, run away! Yep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's basically what this whole match was. Um, so, yeah, so there's uh, one point where Alani is going for, like, a, like a big, like, he's, he's, like, he keeps coming in and yelling with the punches and kicks. And then there's one point where... Uh, DeVecchio finally catches one of Ani's strikes and, like, flips him around and hits him with a German. Mm -hmm. Uh, then, uh, Ani fights back to his feet, goes for a tornado DDT, but DeVecchio stops him mid-air, yep. catches him, and just turns it into, like, a backbreaker. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a tornado. He was going for like a tilt a world DDT where he was like spinning around his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. And Devecchio yeah. was like, no, 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 slam, slam, like, die. Yeah. Um, this gives this gives uh Devecchio a chance to like start beating down on knee for a bit. Uh, this goes on for a while, but uh, uh Alani is finally able to escape a suplex that uh Devecchio has locked in on him mm -hmm. and he lands a high kick and then a snap suplex which yeah. was great uh and then Alani finally gets a ton of offense and he's just throwing kicks strikes elbows left and right really just like laying it into Devecchio um then Alani goes for a uh, Death Valley driver but Devecchio counters it <laughs> Zvecchio counters it, and he, like, goes for a German suplex, but then Alani counters again into a victory roll. Mm-hmm. Um, goes for a victory roll. M M uh, I'm call I keep calling him M MDV on my notes. <laughs> so, Zvecchio uh, kicks out of the victory roll. Then he goes for a super kick. Alani catches his super kick, puts him into the ankle lock, mm -hmm. but... Uh, 
uh, DeVecchio is able to kick his way out of that. Thank it, it seemed to be uh, mercifully because that's uh, I, I think that's his finisher, right? Is yep, that's his finisher. Yeah, so he was able to get out uh, after he got, got that in after a pretty short amount of time. Uh, the two start trading shots again. Uh, Ani is able to hit like a he like kips up and hits a head kick and like knocks DeVecchio for a loop, but then DeVecchio answers right back with a super kick and then just they're both out. Yep. Uh, the two start trading shots as they're getting up, you know, as the usual. Uh, and then Ani is able to get a huge rush of blows. Like, he just, like, starts punching him in the stomach. Yep. Uh, but as he goes for the final shot, DeVecchio is able to reverse it. Uh, and hit any, and he shows off a little bit of agility by hitting a springboard cutter. Mm-hmm. Taking out Ani. Goes for the pin. Ani kicks out. Then, DeVecchio goes for a powerbomb. But uh, Ani is able to break out and land a spinning heel kick. Then he, then Ani goes for the pin. DeVecchio kicks out. Uh, Ani once again goes for another move. He goes for the Diamond Driver, which is another one of his finishers. But DeVecchio is able to kick, is able to get out. But Ani, not one to be shown up by escapes, is able to hit a Superman punch. Ooh. After, after. DeVecchio escapes the the diamond driver into a running knee, takes DeVecchio down, goes for the pin again, DeVecchio kicks out again, then DeVecchio gets caught in the ankle lock, and it looks like he's about to tap out, and then Tony Harden comes and ruins this match. (laughs) Yep. I've now noticed that that's now two weeks in a row I've picked a match where there's a no fucking contest finish. And then Tony Harden runs in and beats down uh, Alani. And then Alani locks in the the ankle lock on Tony Harding, and Tony Harding runs away. He literally, he just he just taps out literally like the split second it gets locked, and he's just like, I, I give up. Match over. <laughs> Match over. Ends in a DQ finish. Ends in like a. Uh, I think I think Ani technically won. He did. No, th- yeah, did he? Ani got uh, attacked, so he technically won, but like he didn't really feel satisfied with winning that, if I recall correctly. I mean, who who would? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of a bummer ending to a match that was, like, just starting to get good. And it was finally starting to pick up the pace and, like, be awesome. And then it just gets deflated by a, a no finish. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's a, such a bummer. It really but is. these things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a meh, because, like I said, I was super into it. It would have gotten a high meh if it actually had a finish. But, uh, the way it did end did, uh, take me out of it a little bit and deflate me a little bit. So I'm gonna stick with a meh here for this one. Solid matchup, though, for the rest of it. I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was some solid, like I said, it was solid wrestling, like, basically until that that, uh, end spot, which was kind of a bummer. I think these two did a great job of just kicking the crap out of each other, and I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Math for me here. All right, well, that is is all of our matches out of the way for this week's episode of Independent Waters. Mm -hmm. Uh, No preview this week of next week, because I... Did not get on getting my matches in time, but we'll tweet. I'll I'll make sure I'll tweet out a preview with uh with with the uh, the episode announcement for next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so we're just gonna jump right into the plugs. Zach, you want to take over the plugs this time? Uh, yeah, sure, I got you. So from the top, if you're interested in supporting us at the Countout Network, you can go to our website countoutpod.com/slash/membership, where you can give five dollars to any one of the podcasts that are featured on here to support us. You don't have to if you don't want to. Your, your support, though, is greatly appreciated. 
If you don't want to do that, though, you can go to our merch section on our store. You can find plenty of merch we have up there from t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers. We've got a lot of merch there. Some of it is a lot of basically all of it is really great. Mm-hmm. If you want to get more content from us, we've got plenty of podcasts to go through. We've got Ring Post Radio on Mondays. We've got Your Dose of Death Tuesdays. Independent Waters the best one on Wednesdays. <laughs> How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling on Thursdays. And I believe it's Happy Hours Friday? Happy Hours on Saturday. Happy Hours on Saturday. Plenty happy of content hour- to go through. The, the happy, hour, happy Hour podcast episode gets released Saturday. But if you want to watch us record that podcast live, hey. tune in on tune in to, uh, on, on twitch, twitch.tv slash countout every Thursday night at 8.30 where we record it live. You can also see it on our Facebook gaming website page as well, if I recall correctly. Yes, and I believe our Twitter and on our YouTube because I think it streams everywhere. Well, Happy Hour doesn't stream everywhere yet. I'm working on that. But Ring Post Radio does. Nice. If you want to go on YouTube, you can see plenty of... Uh, we have plenty of videos up there from such as our vlogs to The Collective. You've got all the podcasts on there too as well if you want to watch in that format. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter if you want to see just any of our... At uh, Out Pod. At, yes, thank you. If you want to see any of our you know general opinions on the wrestling world, the world in general, or you want just any updates uh, for any of the podcasts or the network itself... Uh, gets updated pretty regularly, and there's one or two people on there usually most of the time. Mm-hmm. And if I recall correctly, that should be pretty much everything. Yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right. Uh, go check out our YouTube channel, Count Out of Wrestling Podcast Network. We have a bunch of fun stuff over there, such as replays of the live streams of Happy Hour uh, ah. and Ring Post Radio. Um, I forgot and- one last thing: the membership. Okay. If you do put the five dollars, you get exclusive content from our network itself such as the right. the prototype of happy hour which might the perks be... of the perks of becoming a member yes becoming a member very funny very good content on there there's so many different there's a bunch of spoof episodes we've made such as our indie 500 review your dose of beth from lauren hit the death <laughs> a hit the books episode i hit the books episode dedicated to death matches yep and plenty of other content that we've all put through it's great i think it's quite uh, entertaining but you know just slightly biased mm-hmm. a little bit just slightly uh, uh yeah i think that about wraps it up so uh with all those plugs out of the way that just leaves me with one thing left to say and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there so never stop exploring <laughs> This has been a Countout Podcast.